Walking the Borderline with Jamie. That was Amy Lynn and the Honeyman with Girl on Top. Okay, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm living with uh, borderline personality disorder along with other comorbid, dis um, comorbid diagnosis. Uh, and today's topic is going to be emotional instability. If you have BPD, you may have, you may experience actually a range of often intense negative emotions such as rage, sorrow, shame, panic, terror, and long-term feelings of emptiness. And you may have severe mood swings over a short space of time. I have severe mood swings over a short space of time. I can change every few minutes. I'll change, I can change from happy to sad, from happy to sad. And there's never an in-between. It's either all in or all out. So I'm either happy or sad, overjoyed, depressed. I'm never, meh, okay. Even though I might say that, no, never. Um, but emotional instability in BPD leads to intense emotional experiences, like I said. Uh, ongoing fear, anxiety, and extreme emotional neediness, which means that our fear and our anxiety is, compared to the neurotypical person, way more intense than a neurotypical person would uh, feel. Um, and we have extreme emotional neediness. We have, uh, we're very needy when it comes to our emotions. We need you to, we need your approval. We need, um, yeah, your approval for everything. And, and also individuals with borderline struggle with emotional regulation resulting in sudden and intense emotional outbursts triggered by minor events. So you could look, I could go off on an emotional outburst just by the way you looked at your watch or if you didn't say anything about my earrings or you did say something about my earrings. I never know what's going to set me off and neither does anyone else who knows me well. I'm not a ticking time bomb. I'm just, there's a book that's called Walking on Eggshells, which that title um, says it all. Walking on eggshells. When you're around someone with borderline, it's like you're walking on eggshells. I recently watched a video where the presenter said that people with borderline have very thin it's like we have a very thin skin and we feel everything 20 times more than neurotypical people feel things. So I would get mad over a little thing that you might think is nothing. Uh, when you're dealing with someone with borderline, keep that in mind. That they might get mad over what you think is nothing, but it's really something to them. So externalizing of blame also is another thing that is in common with borderline leading to difficulties owning behavior 
and acknowledging one's role in emotional dynamics. So let me rephrase that externalization of blame. So I'll get mad and say, well, you know, you really should have noticed my shirt or my earrings or my dress. You really should have noticed the way I walked. You really should have noticed what I said. You weren't listening to me. You looked at your watch while you were talking to me. And um, that makes us feel unheard and not listened to, uh, which kind of runs into histrionic um, personality disorder, where there's very similar, a lot of similarities in that case, where people with histrionic want to be seen and heard. And if you just tell them, oh, just a second, I have to deal with this, they'll be like, well, you know, uh, what about me? I'm, I'm not important. So that's, um, but that's histrionic. That's not borderline. But uh, borderline, will, the ex externalization of blame makes it hard for us to admit that we were wrong when we were wrong. So when I freak out, I can't, I don't admit that I freaked out for nothing. I just freaked out. And that's not, that's, um, that's an unhealthy way to be. And that's why I, I'm a student of DBT. Um, also, cognitive uh, instability affects how individuals with borderline perceive and interpret situations impacting relationships. Um, so we don't people with borderline, we don't really get it sometimes. How our um, actions are actually, um, how our actions are actually affecting behavior or um, just, yeah, how it interfects the, our behavior and how we perceive what is happening. Um, let me say a lot of times after a um, emotional outburst, there will be a lot of um, self-blame and self-pity and that's where the where the um, suicidal thoughts will come into play at least with me because um, there's a lot of shame and a lot of um, a lot of self-blame when I finish my tangents and then I look around and see what I've actually done because I dissociate during my tangents, um, during my rages. I've, I can't think, I don't think I remember even one of them, but I've done stuff that I'm not proud of. 
and um, it's left me with um, situations in my personal life that I am not happy with. But we won't get into that. Um, it, it, it does impact relationships, especially in the family dynamic. The closer you are to the person, the more impact you'll, you'll get. Um, yeah, so recognizing emotional instability is crucial in considering a diagnosis of um, borderline. And it can also have a very, again, like I said, a very significant impact on the family dynamic. Um, with children often feeling responsible for their parents' emotional needs. Um, a child should never feel responsible for their parents' emotional needs. Um, one thing that I don't like, and um, I learned this in my, all the psychology classes I've taken, and I'm, a, as you might know, I'm, uh, I have my diploma in early childhood education. Um, one thing they stress is the parent isn't there to be their best friend. They can be their best friend later on in life, but you're not there to be your be their best friend. You're there to guide them. And a parent that is often having tantrums or rages is not guiding very... I don't want to say is not guiding very well, but will not have, have the outcomes that they want to have. Um, so we should never put the kids in the role of feeling responsible for the parents' emotional needs. Um, so to alleviate the shame and blame that we feel when we have our emotional outbursts, um, we need to seek understanding and support and help. Um, that will probably come from an external source, not from internal. Your spouse can support you, but your spouse is not, a, unless your spouse happens to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist, is not a, an expert in borderline. And that's when you should be seeing a doctor or a therapist. Um, but it is common for people with borderline to feel suicidal with despair. Like I said, after I have my outbursts, I usually have, feel suicidal. Um, that's when I call a crisis line or a suicide hotline and they talk me down. Um, I've also got DBT skills to help me deal with such moments, but in those moments, a skill on paper is not gonna help. You need someone to actually talk to you. And then once I'm talked down, then I can use my skills to level out and then calm down and see what's going on. Um, it takes a few hours 
after after our outbursts. Um, yeah, if you have suicidal thoughts, so please call your GP or um, any organization that has uh, crisis hotlines. A crisis hotline. Our local crisis hotline knows me by my first name. Because I phone them all the time when I'm in crisis. Um, if you can't contact a professional, talk to a friend, family member, or someone you trust. And hopefully they can bring you down enough that you can use your DBT skills. And if you don't have DBT skills, please enroll in a DBT group because DBT saved my life. And if you don't know what DBT is, it's Dialectical Behavioral Therapy. And it's the, the therapy for borderline personality disorder. Okay, if you've been diagnosed with BPD, tell someone, tell someone you know, tell someone you trust, so they know what to expect. And then and give them the number of a person they can contact if they have questions or if they become concerned about your behavior. So that, in a nutshell, is what it is for emotional instability. Um, I don't want you to think of emotional instability as the guy that, or the woman that goes off on you all the time. But um, insta emotional instability can come from anything, rage, sorrow, shame, panic, terror, or even long-term sense of emptiness, um, which leads to depression. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, yeah, so I hope you found this episode um, exciting or informative. I don't know about exciting. I, I want to try to get a co-host. Um, so it makes it more exciting. But I thought I... I wasn't even supposed to record today, but um, I really felt like I had. So, when the spirit moves. So, that's, uh, that's all for today. And uh, I recorded last night. I'm recording today. Don't know when the next time is going to be. It will be next week sometime. Um... Until then, stay happy and remember, you've got this. <laughs>